Welcome to the Sea Press Podcast, a podcast from the Presbytery of Seattle that invites you into conversations about issues and topics that are meaningful to the church and its people. Well, hey, welcome to the Sea uh, Press Podcast. This is the summer edition, and we're uh, happy that you're uh, listening in. We just have some, uh, we figured we'd give some updates about what's been going on this summer and what's coming up in the fall. So, um, Hang in there with us. We're going to give some updates. And I guess, first of all, the summer, obviously, uh, once the sun comes out, uh, things change around the Pacific Northwest. You know, people are coming and going on vacation, uh, enjoying the outdoors. Also, we have some churches that have been in transition, coming and going. I'm wondering if we should maybe start there, just kind of talking about um, some of the congregations that are have some interims, doing some searches. Um, figured maybe uh, kick it to you, Eliana, for some updates around uh, congregational transitions. Sure, thanks, Scott. Uh, yeah, we do have. I mean, and I'm as we've said before, it's kind of cyclical. It goes through this rhythm of people searching other calls, people um, retiring. Uh, we've got several churches um, that are currently who have elected pastoral nominating committees and are in search for their next installed pastors. Among them is Sammamish Presbyterian, Calvary out in Enumclaw, um, Wallingford Presbyterian Church, um, and Seattle Community Church as well. Um, they're, all of them have interims or in search of interims and all of them um, seeking their next installed pastors. We also have uh, Southminster uh, Presbyterian Church that is uh, saying goodbye to their um, pastor, Ken Onstad, who's retiring in January. And so they'll be entering into this season of transition as well. So pastoral transitions, um, par for the course, has kept us uh, pretty busy during the summer, uh, training folks and preparing the way, um, but also gives us an opportunity to spend some time with sessions um, in better understanding where they're at and where they, they believe God is calling them to go. It's also a time when we um, get called to step into other situations in churches where we have different kind of conversations, right? Well, uh, fair enough. Um, I was going to say before we uh, hop to that subject, it's come up a number of times, both locally and nationally, that and we're involved in the uh, transitional ministry workshops, but um, which used to be the old interim uh, training thing. Finding leaders who will work with a congregation as an interim pastor is becoming a little bit more challenging. And that, I mean, that's been a change over the last, um, I don't know, 14, 15 years. And the the thing that I, the story I keep telling about the change is, when Bethel was looking for an interim um, 14, 15 years ago, I remember putting 10 names up on a board and talking about the pros and cons of, of people who were, you know, available, willing to serve, had some experience. Now, there are some times where a couple people, um, you know, is what we what we have to offer churches. And I, I just think that that's a, I guess it needs, needs to be named a little bit that transit finding good uh, transitional leaders for churches is a challenge across the country. I completely agree. And 
you know, you know this better than I do. I think a lot of it has to do with that the nature of that work has really changed in the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Um, there was a time when, you know, being being called to do interim work was um, in some in some ways almost being a placeholder. Um, it was how do I keep the momentum going, do a little bit of, of um, demographic and missional study kind of stuff. Uh, to prepare the way for the next installed pastor. And that could take sometimes up to two years. I mean, we had interims that were there for yep. two years, sometimes even three years. Four. Mm -hmm. um, and now, as you know, the turnaround is much faster. The nature and the culture of a church changes much more quickly. Mm -hmm. So it really is very intense work. And it's work about um, leading change. It, it, it's all about how do you get folks to do a quick analysis of where they're at and where they want to go and how are, what are some changes that need to, to take place and how do we make that happen? Yeah. Very. And we're seeing it happen in a year's time. Yeah. That's very intensive. And, uh, uh, pastors who serve in those roles are really putting themselves out there for kind of an intense year yeah. and with no guarantees about what's next. So I, I get, the the challenges and um so you know very um i guess uh just want to say thank you for all those who are serving in uh transitional roles in our presbytery and mm -hmm. uh we just want to do what we can to support um both their work and the sessions work during that time and you were leading into um you know there's always things that come up that are a little unexpected. And so one of the unexpected things uh, this summer um, has been that <clears throat> that Inglewood is um, having a challenge um, around a couple key areas for congregations, and that is um, finances and energy. Um, and uh, so they requested uh, at a meeting that we were at recently that um, the Commission on Ministry would come alongside them and and uh, appoint an administrative commission that would not have original jurisdiction, but would um, uh, support the session as it discerns its future. And um, that has been a hard uh, thing here, kind of late summer um, uh, for Inglewood and, uh, and also, you know, um, for us as a presbytery, uh, it's um, never kind of a happy uh, thought to to be uh, you know walking down that road with a congregation where they're thinking about you know what's next and even if there is a next. Um, so uh, so prayers for them. Um, and I guess you know one of the things we'll we'll be together in October for our uh, presbytery meeting, which is uh, at Newport. And so all that information will be up on the website. And just a reminder that that conversation that we had at the last presbytery meeting <clears throat> around um, myths, um, you know, the stories we tell ourselves in our own families and in our own congregations um, will continue. Um, we're going to do that on uh, October 24th, where we kind of pick up the question of the intersection of um, how 
Washington and Oregon, uh, the Oregon Territory as it was uh, at the time, uh, got founded and how Marcus Whitman, um, you know, this whole question started for us when, you know, we were kind of um, wondering about, um, you know, what was the story again about Marcus Whitman? Um, mm -hmm. And the more we got into it, the more interesting that story became. So we'll really get into that story on the 24th. Um, yeah, and just to backtrack a little bit on the presbytery meeting, um, really want to encourage our churches to um, make sure that their sessions elect commissioners to attend um, and that our minister members to show up. October for us is always an important meeting because it's uh, when we elect new folks to rotate onto the leadership bodies of the presbytery, everything from the executive board uh, to commission on preparation for ministry and commission on ministry, our PJC, um, you name it. And we've got a wonderful slate of nominees. Uh, so your participation is really important. Along with that, um, we are anxious uh, to make sure that we are represented at the upcoming General Assembly, which will be in um, exciting Salt Lake City next summer. Um, but uh, we still have time for you to get your applications in. We will be electing GA commissioners at that October meeting, as well as the young adult advisory delegate. So if you have not if you've been thinking about it um, or want more information, please go to the cpress.org website. Applications are there, more information. Or, you know, you can always uh, contact EJ, who um, loves to answer questions about General Assembly, and uh, she'll be able to, to direct you in the, in the right direction. And we have one last topic, uh, which is um, you are Me. going to be taking yes a uh i wouldn't say even a short break you're going to be taking a break um they call it a sabbatical and um i'm super excited about your uh opportunity to um kind of reframe and refresh and all the all the terms about getting some you know um uh distance from from the the daily grind and uh and so maybe i know you've been telling everybody about what your plans are and i know you get a you know um um you're not tired of it but you're probably anxious just to do it so maybe one last time um, yeah, yeah maybe just the highlights what are some um i i know it's heavy uh travel international travel and just kind of immersion and um, some new contacts. So, yeah, let me preface it by saying I, I am really grateful to this presbytery for not just its generosity, but its vision of the importance of a sabbatical. Um, I'm not someone who either grew up or was taught anything about self care and um, have always kind of seen it as a little overindulgent for myself. Uh, I'd love to advise other people to do it, but I just don't want to do it myself. Um, and I, I see the incredible benefits that uh, a sabbatical can have. And so I really want to encourage all of our churches, if you don't have it in your um, policy or in your terms of call for your pastors, please, please, please reconsider it. 
um, it really does make a difference in uh, being able to step away and kind of reframe yourself to re-enter into ministry. It goes without saying that the last five years have been pretty intense. And so all the more so, I think, uh, to have that privilege and gift to to take some time away. Um, I'm like I said, I'm not really good about disconnecting and um, from work and all that. So I have to physically uh, get myself onto another continent so that I'm not um, anxious or worrying about work. So uh, we're going to kick off the sabbatical by taking a month long trip uh, through Greece and southern Spain and Morocco and some of the Western Sahara, mm. some bucket bucket item places that both my husband and I have had um, that we want to hit up. Going to do some family travel as well. Um, and so, you know, got elderly parents that I, I want to spend time with and grandchildren that I want to spend time with. So scheduling time with all of them and also getting up and out with them, uh, traveling to home to Columbia, but also uh, traveling here in the States. So going to put a lot of mileage um, on and um, on the car and on myself. And uh, hopefully among all the other things that I'm going to redo is rejuvenate when I get back. Um, and so I look forward to seeing everybody when, when I do return in the new year. Yeah. So essentially um, we will see you in uh, January. You will. I'll be out of your hair until January 2nd. <laughs> Well, um, I'm just uh, super excited for uh, uh, the break and the travel and and the opportunity you have. And um, um, and I know you've been um, <clears throat> really uh, <laughs> putting in a little extra time just to tie up a few loose ends and we all appreciate it. And um, I will miss, uh, you know, doing this day to day with you, but um, we've got a great staff and um, yeah. just and and, you know, great leaders in our presbytery. And so don't give us a thought. Um, enjoy yourself and um, and we'll reconnect in uh, in January. I'm looking forward to it. And um, yeah, I mean, this we have such an amazing staff and, and thanks, Scott, for your generosity and in the. Uh, being able to say go, don't even think about it. And it's pretty great to to have that send off. Yeah, well, um, it's been a uh, um, a full summer, and um, it's going to be a full fall. And um, it's uh, we just wanted to uh, connect with uh, folks in the presbytery. So I hope this is this podcast has been helpful. And um, and again. Um, uh, safe safe and wonderful travels uh, for you thanks i'll post pictures so there's always that I'll excellent yes. facebook um and instagram yes okay instagram <laughs> all right <laughs> sounds good all right see you next year all right look forward to it